Hi, my name is Heidi Phillips, and you're listening to The Aging Athlete. We'll be discussing topics related to aging well and living an active life. Many times we'll have interviews with medical professionals, athletes, and other experts in the aging journey. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this episode. Well, hello and welcome back to The Aging Athlete. Today we have with us an aging athlete, um, Joe Hutto. Uh, we, I have the privilege of talking to today. And interesting story, Joe uh, found me and um, has been listening to some other episodes and actually recognized one of the other people that I interviewed, um, John Adamson from Atlanta, Georgia. And um, he and I got to communicating back and forth a little bit on Messenger, and I thought he would make a great interview and podcast episode. So Joe, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Heidi. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Um, Well, I think your story is interesting because you found... Uh, really your athleticism or really got into movement a little bit later in life. Can you share with us a little bit about your background and then what got you started um, with swimming at age 40? Sure. I I was never an athlete in high school and in my early married life, I was pretty sedentary and focused on the family and my corporate job. And uh, uh, one day uh, in taking my daughter to the pool, she was an age group swimmer back then I was, I looked down and I saw these old people down uh, swimming in a practice, just like the age groupers were. And I said, well, that looks like fun. So it took me a few months, no joke, a few months to get up the courage to go down there to talk to the coach. And uh, the coach was very encouraging, told me to come on out and uh, all that. So uh, come on out and jump in. So at that time I was overweight and out of shape. And uh, at the first practice, I was gasping, I mean, really gasping to uh, swim across the pool, the 25-yard pool. And over a series of weeks, the coach uh, reinforced what I needed to do at each practice, uh, each master swim practice, and getting my technique better and better along the way and the conditioning. And she was uh, very hard on us, but she pushed us uh, the right amount to build the confidence and kept challenging us as we went forward. So the next uh, step was to get me in competitions. And then the open water, and I found something that I thought was fun. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting because so many people, as someone who in my past has worked with adults that could not swim, obviously you weren't starting at that point. Um, but that's a big, that's something big for someone to take on, I think, later in life to go to a master swim practice or even to learn to swim as an adult. Um, those are big steps. So can you share with us a little bit more about, you know, what drove you to do that? Well, what I found is, well, I saw that and it's just like uh, you you go to the pool every day. So why not jump in and and go? So it was kind of one of those things. But what I love about the sport is really the serenity of the water. And it provides for me a happy place. And, uh, you know, I go through and I try to solve all the world's problems or at least mine. (laughs) Uh, while while I'm gliding along and it feels good when you finish and you're refreshed and ready to go. So that's, that's what I found really early on, even when I was uh, really learning how to swim, it's just uh, being there. And there's another part about the uh, swimming community that is fun for me. That's the people that I've met along the way. So in my corporate uh, travels, I've moved uh, 11 or 12 times in my corporate life. But from the initial U.S. Masters swim uh, team that I had in South Florida to New Jersey and back to Atlanta, 
what I have found that swimmers are really great people. And even the triathletes that I swim with, they're good people too. It, it is a community. I think yes. anytime you get into a master swim program or a triathlon group or a running group or any of these um, organizations where you can work out with other people, I think that's a huge part, a huge component of why they're so attractive. So you must have been, were you an age group swimmer growing up or you just learned, you just knew basic swimming before you started? Now, I, I was always around the water. I grew up around Panama City, Florida. So I was around the water and I could swim, but uh, I was never had the ability, never had the uh, capability uh, of being around a age group swimmer. So I was not age group at all. So my technique, I learned from uh, my coach in South Florida. And that's a former U.S. Masters uh, uh, coach of the year. And she's now in Australia with a swim school. But Judy Bonney wow. was, uh, was probably, she was the best coach I've ever had. Wow. Sounds like you really, know. really had a good coach. And that's important. Yes. It's key um, to find somebody who, who's good at coaching and, and teaching. Um, so how did you get into the marathon swimming, the open water? Well, what I found out is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the coach was trying to get me to get in competitions and I would go into the competitions and I would absolutely be the last one out <clears throat> at the competitions. And so uh, I figured out that, uh, wait a minute, these guys are sprinting and in the practice, they're tired, but I'm not tired. I want to keep going. And so the coach says, well, if you like that, uh, why don't we get you involved in some open water swimming? There's this uh, race around Key West each year. And why don't you go get on a relay with some other folks and try that out? So I did that. I went down to Key West. I got on a three-man relay for the 12-and-a-half-mile uh, swim around Key West. And I swam for about an hour and a half. And I said, hey, this is fun. Why don't I do the whole thing next year? So that's wow. what I did. The next year I came down and I did the entire race uh, solo with a kayak support, you know, giving me the feedings and all that. And I ended up doing that three years in a row. And I just fell in love with it because again, the serenity and all that, and you just get into a cadence and it just feels wonderful to be able to do that. So that's how I got started is, uh, I really was not good enough to compete with the sprinters and the folks that swam in college, but, uh, I usually would leave them behind when in, we get into the open water. It may take me five miles, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll hold my own in that regard. So you have a lot of endurance. Yes. Um, yes. So that's, that's a gift. That's definitely a gift. Um, well, there's, there's something that you probably heard about fast twitch versus slow twitch. And my coach says, you don't have any fast twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, so that's I, what it amounted to. I'm missing a lot of that too. Yeah, we have fast switch, slow twitch, and then we have intermediate fibers that can be trained in either direction. But I definitely was never a sprinter. <laughs> so, um, and anything I did, the longer it went, the better off I was. So I kind of identify with that. So tell us a little bit more about the community that you have with um, what you're doing. Is there a group of you that go long that do this marathon type open water thing? Do you keep in touch with each other? Is there a a Facebook group that you're part of. How do you how do you keep that community going well, as you well, let, move? Let's let's talk let's talk a little bit about it locally first. Here I live in the Atlanta area, and here we have a group of swimmers, a Facebook page of about 350 swimmers. 
Wow. Then I go, and most of them are triathletes, and we have outings going to Lanier uh, every week, you know, two or three times a week. So you see different people, and there's usually anywhere from five to uh, 25 or 30 people there, uh, particularly on a weekend. So, you know, we catch up there, and we swim different distances depending upon people's uh, people's abilities and that type of thing. But what I found in the marathon swimming community, and, and, and we probably need to define what that means too, Heidi, because a lot of people don't know what that tech, that technical term means. But a marathon swim is considered anything above 10K. So 6.2 miles or greater is, concern, con, is considered a marathon swim in that regard. So uh, basically there's a lot of those these swims and there's a little bit of uh, swim tourism that goes on for these marathon swims. So when I go to places like back in July, I went to uh, Vermont and I see some of the same people there in Vermont that I see in the uh, Tennessee River open water swim in Chattanooga or Knoxville or Charleston or wherever. So the community is a, is a very neat community. And again, you see the same people over and over. And you also, Facebook is really, really big. Uh, back when I did the channel in 1998, uh, there was no internet. So everything there was telephone and you talk to people over the telephone. Now you talk to people over Facebook. So there is quite a swimming community in that regard. Something else I don't think we put into perspective for people is that your age. So you started swimming at 40 and you are now. Uh, I'm in my late sixties. There you go. So I I didn't want to guess. I knew you were over 65, but I didn't want to guess. I I am on social security. Yes, that is correct. So for our listeners, they need to, they need to understand this, that this is something you started doing later in life at age 40. Um, And I know that you and I talked briefly about this before we started uh, recording this episode, um, that you've been in it and out of it. So do you want to share a little bit about that journey? Sure, sure. Well, I mentioned earlier that I did the Key West swim and I did that three years and I ended up moving to as as a port of part of a corporate relocation to New Jersey. And I found out about something when I moved up there called the uh, swim around Manhattan. That's a 28 and a half mile swim around Manhattan. So a friend of mine was doing that race uh, from South Florida, Gail Rice. So I, I went and got on her boat and supported her on that swim. And the next year I said, I want to do it. So I did the swim around Manhattan after that. And then collectively we went to England and we both did the English channel in successive years. So when you start talking about doing those kind of swims, it, it requires a tremendous amount of focus and training to be able to do that. And I'm talking about six days a week in the water and all that. So basically what I did is after I finished uh, my channel swim, I decided, Hey, I've had enough. So I retired from the sport and just, I said, I, I don't want to go back in the water because I just spent too much time. It was too, the intensity was just too great. So I retired and I retired for about 15 years. And uh, then uh, something happened and I decided to get back in the water. And uh, and at this point, Heidi, I don't think I'll ever leave it. I enjoy it so much. That's great. I love hearing that. Um, so do you want to elaborate at all on why you decided to come back? Sure. sure. Um, what had happened is I had just retired from my corporate job and my wife was a uh, 50 year type one diabetic who had lost her kidneys. 
And so we were faced with uh, getting a kidney transplant. But before that, as we went through the process, uh, we had to start uh, dialysis. So we did home hemodialysis where we spent five hours a day either in treatment, setting the machine up, taking it down five days a week. So I thought to myself, this is very, very high stress. So I've got to have an outlet for me. So I got back into swimming because of that. And uh, basically, uh, it gave me an outlet to be able to handle the stress of dealing with that every day. And we handled it in a very positive way. She had a great attitude about it, and so did I. But uh, that helped me. And I also started eating a little healthier and so forth. And the, the uh, surgeons told me, if uh, you want to give her a kidney, if you'll get yourself in a better shape, you will do much, much better. So that's that's another reason I did it. So it was an outlet and it was a health wise was a very positive thing. That's fantastic. And what a gift for your wife as well. Um, for you to be able to give her your kidney. Yeah, we, we ended up going through what they call a paired donation program because we were not compatible. So I gave one to somebody else and she got one from somebody else. But mm. it was kind of an indirect uh, gift if you get my drift. So still that's. That's a lot. And that you obviously cared for her, took, took a lot of your time to, to do all of the hemodialysis at home. Um, so good for you for that. And then, yes, exercise is definitely an outlet for many of us, um, a way to deal with stress, not just get healthy or stay healthy. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, um, do you have any goals now for this? what you're doing or are you just swimming for fun? Well, I'm swimming for fun right now. And, uh, but what I do is I do set goals. As I said before, I went overboard with the goals. So I kind of look at the end of every year, what, what are the fun things that I can do either locally or somewhere else across the country? As I mentioned this year, going into this year, I decided, Hey, I've heard about these guys that swim up in Vermont. So I went up and met a whole group of people. They have a big, uh, the Kingdom uh, Swim Festival every year in uh, July and August. They have all kinds of swims and so forth in Vermont. So I went up there and did that swim and I had a ball and met a lot of great people and uh, all that. So I did that. So that was on the agenda. So I also said, well, this year I want to do two more. So I have two more swims, the uh Swim, Chattanooga, Tennessee River Swim is coming up in a few weeks, and that's a 10-plus mile swim uh, down yeah. the Tennessee River through the Tennessee River Gorge, which is absolutely gorgeous. And this will be my fifth year in a row of doing that swim. Wow. And uh, I'm also going to go down to Charleston, and uh, there's a 12-and-a-half-mile swim down there in Halloween on Halloween. So I'm going to do that. So kind of the goal orientation is – Every year, I kind of set a goal of what are the two or three things that I want to do, and then I go train for that. And how many hours a day or how many miles a day do you have to swim for your training, and how long does that take? What I typically do, I ramp up and down a little bit, depending on whether I'm tapering or whatever, but typically I do anywhere from uh, 10 to 12 miles a week. I, I train usually about four, sometimes five days a week, so I don't go overboard with it, but uh um, you know, it's usually somewhere in the neighborhood of about between 4,500 and 5,000 yards, a, a, a training session. That's a, that's a lot. That's much more than I do when I jump in the pool right now. 
Uh, but of course, I'm not training for anything. Have you, from doing all of this mileage, have you, do you have any injuries from this? Any shoulder issues or anything like that? No, I do not. I, uh, I uh, have never had an injury from swimming. Wow. Because I understand my body. And when my body gets to the point, like I need to take a break, I take a break. So I've good never for had you. those. But I will say this, I have a great uh, masseuse that I go to periodically. So when I get all tightened up, uh, I go see her and she, uh, she works it out. So that helps a lot. Yeah. You have to pay attention to your body and not just keep pushing through. So I think that's especially true as we get older. <laughs> yep. So why would you recommend swimming to listeners um, that they would take up swimming or learn how to swim? Um, and how would they go about that? Well, first of all, I, I would say that, that to me, there is no better sport than the sport of swimming. Uh, and one of the reasons I became, you know, was so sedentary over the years is I never, uh, ever uh, like to run. I tell my triathlete front, uh, friends, I can't even run to the refrigerator <laughs> and, and all that. So, but there's something about the water that is magical to me. And I, I didn't, I never got into biking. I did do a few triathlons in South Florida, but I, I just had too many friends that got run over and I've never been run over in the pool. <laughs> well, I have <laughs> my faster swimmers. But <laughs> well, yeah, there's a, little, there's a little bit of that. Yes, there is a little bit of that. But, uh... That's only in a, I don't want to scare anybody. That was only when we used to do um, for age groups, you would do a massive, sw- a mass swim start. Um, and they don't do a lot of those anymore, but yeah. <laughs> um, but you're when right. I started out, to answer your question, when I started out, I was with masters. So, you know, learning the technique and also you breathe, you learn how to breathe the right way, your shoulder rotation, because that helps you not have injuries because you are doing the stroke technique. So there's master swim clubs that you can join. You can meet people at the pool. And there's tons of YouTube videos on stroke technique and all that, that that a lot of people are now utilizing too. Yeah. YouTube has definitely revolutionized learning how to do anything. (laughs) You just Google it and and you can get a video for just about anything. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to share with listeners? I know we talked about a few things right before we started and I didn't, I wanted to give you the opportunity to share. Well, one thing that I'll say uh, that uh, uh, that happened to me after we went through the uh, kidney transplant and so forth, my wife did very well for about four years, and uh, but unfortunately, I lost her to a stroke uh, a year ago, and uh, therefore um, that put a lot of stress on your life. As you know, you lose your your uh, soulmate that you've had for many many years in that respect. So I use the support of swimming to help me through, get through that process. So that coupled with me attending a program called Grief Share, uh, which is a biblically-based uh, program with the support of other folks that have gone through similar situations, whether it be their spouse, uh, whether it be their, uh, a kid, their parent, or whatever, uh, that program helped me immensely. That coupled, again, with the sport of swimming made all the difference in the world for me and has helped me look forward, uh, cherish the memories, but look forward on a going forward basis. Mm, Great. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know there have been a lot of people 
especially over the last few years who've lost loved ones. And I think that's always good advice when you can help someone with how they can um, go through the grieving process. And um, we talked about this, that we're believers and um, we like the biblical approach for that. So thank you for sharing that program. And I'll include a link to that in our, in the show notes for the episode when I publish it. So thank you so much for, for talking today and letting listeners get to know you a little bit and for me to get to know you. And um, I think it's, it's funny. It's a small world that we have a friend in common and, um, and I lived in Atlanta for gosh, most of my life. And you're not that far North of there, but it's so funny how just having a few people overlap and, I know there's a lot of negative about social media, but there's also, there can be a lot of positive things like you're talking about with staying connected to people or having the swim group and the community. And we can see that we have friends in common and it really helps us um, connect with other people. And it allowed you and I to connect in this situation as well. So thank you again. Certainly. Thank you, Heidi. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, I hope you share it and click the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. See you on the next one.